Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. Sunday to be here because we're going to be talking about the vision, the goal for Foundation Church as we go forward. And um, anytime I get to talk about where we're going as a church, anytime I get to talk about the vision, the dream that God has put in um, me and our leadership team, it is really hard for me to stick to my script. Um, and so I don't know where we're going. All I can tell you is we will stop on time, but this will not be a 15-minute 15 message, 15 message like Christmas Eve. So um, all bets are off. But I love this commercial because it resonates with us, right? Nobody wants just okay cell service. Um, I don't know if you've seen the one where the guy is fixing the taxes and he's like shredding documents and all this stuff. Um, it says because just okay is not okay. And we feel that way about almost every part of our life. We feel that we don't want an okay sports team. We want a great sports team to cheer for, right? Um, when you leave here for lunch today, you aren't just going to say, hey, what sounds average, right? Nobody says what sounds average. Everybody says what sounds good. What you want to go to places that you enjoy eating at, not that you just endure eating at. You, you, we want great things. And I think if that is true for our football teams and our sports teams, if that is true of our cell service, if that is true of the food we eat, that should be even more so true for the church. Is that just okay, just being an okay church isn't okay. And, and let me put some disclaimer on this, because some of you be like, well, I don't think Foundation Church is just an okay church. I think we're a great church. I agree. Um, however, if we don't stay on target and understanding what God's vision and goal and dream for Foundation Church is, we will slip to being just an okay church. And so today I want to talk to you about where we are going as a church, as Foundation Church, and, and here's what I want to do. I want to, this is a we thing, okay? Um, and I'm going to invite you to dream with me this morning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that you would check your criticism and your cynicism at the door and leave it behind. I, all of us have total different backgrounds when it comes and different experiences when it comes to church. In fact, we have a whole lot of people here that have been hurt and burned by church, and you come in pretty jaded. And so when you hear a pastor talk about the vision and goal of Foundation Church or church, you kind of do this on the inside. And I'm going to invite you, don't let your experience and, and, and your background and what you've had, don't confuse that for my motive and my heart. Um, so I'm going to invite you, man, 
drop your guard, dream with me. Man, let's dream about what God is doing and celebrate what God is doing. That means if something gets you excited, you can say amen, you can clap, you can get excited because it's something to get excited about. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 8, it says the prudent which means the wise, a person that is giving thought and care to the future. The prudent, the wise, understand where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. Fools think they know where they're going. They have no clue, right? Like, but, but the wise, the prudent, a person that is careful about and thoughtful about the future, they understand where they are going. This past year, our, our, our staff and our leadership board, um, we took a leadership retreat this past fall with the purpose of getting away <coughs> to pray and dream. Pray and dream and, and understand what is God's plan, what is God's vision, what is God's goal for Foundations Church. Um, and, and through that week, we came up with some some tangible things. We really believe, as your pastor, I believe this is where the Spirit is leading us. God is leading us to accomplish these things, see these things happen. But here's the deal, is I understand that if I'm the only one, or our staff, or our leadership board are the only one that knows the vision and the dream, it does no good right? An uncommunicated dream is an unrealistic dream, um, and there is just some, some very big things that I think God wants to do in our church and through our church that I want to share with you. I want to share the dream with you. I want to share the vision, and I want to communicate the vision because if they aren't, you can't achieve dreams that aren't communicated. You can't achieve goals that aren't communicated. So for the next two years, Foundation Church, this is where we are going. Um, um, I, I feel like this past year, 2019, was a year of preparation. Um, and nobody likes preparing for things, right? Nobody likes preparing for the meal and prepping for the meal. You just like enjoying the meal, right? Um, nobody likes preparing for the season and practicing for the season. You just like getting in the game and being in the season. And I feel like God was preparing Foundation Church in 2019 for all that he is going to be doing in 2020 and 2021. Um, so I'm going to share some very tangible steps, some very tangible visions and dreams of where we are going as a church. The first one is this. Our prayer, our goal, our vision is we are praying for a move of God. And we are praying for a move of God in such a way that he draws people to him and the lost become found. That man, there is, that it's not just a church service, that it's not just something that's happening, but there is the spirit moving and drawing people in him and radical, drastic change is happening in people's lives that we have to have whole Sundays dedicated to Baptism Sunday because so many lives are being changed and renewed that there is just a move of God that is happening right here in Foundation Church that is affecting Tulsa, Oklahoma, that is just pointing and making Jesus famous in every aspect. And when I say a move of God, that doesn't mean anything weird. That doesn't mean anything crazy happening. That just means that, man, we're making room for God to do what God wants to do and move like God wants to move. And we're not structured, but we're courageous enough to follow him and what he is wanting to do here and outside the door of here. We're praying for a move of God. The second thing is we're praying for spiritual growth. That through FC Grow, 
through our, um, our, our connect groups, through our FC women, through our FC men, which men we are meeting, not this Monday, but next Monday, um, for three weeks right here we're going to be having services, but that there would be spiritual growth that are happening in our men, in our women, in our teenagers, in our children on Sunday morning, our teenagers on Wednesday nights, man, that there would be spiritual growth that is happening. That means that you're not the same person this year that you were last year spiritually, that you're not the same person you are this decade as you were last decade, but you are growing in your relationship with him. We've got uh, uh, little posters in the bathrooms, which is really great for guys because it comes a little awkward when you're sitting right next to a guy um, at the urinal. It's like, do I say something? Do I not? I'm not. I'm at church, so I probably need to say something, but it's awkward because we're both using the restroom. Um, you know, because if you're in the stall, you're safe, ladies. It's not like, hey, lady, how are you doing over there? Um, and so you're kind of there, and it says this, uh, find your connect group, find your community. And I love that because we can make a, a community available for you, but you got to find it on your own. And so, man, this is something we really want to see happen is that you get involved in community. You get around other people that are making you better, and you're making better, and that there is spiritual growth that is happening here at Foundation Church. Number three, that we build a contagious volunteer culture. That we are saved people that serve people, right? That there is not a lack of volunteers. That Sammy Floyd, our children's director, is not having a nervous breakdown every Sunday, but there is a reserve of volunteers because we get to serve. We don't just have to serve. Here, here's what I would tell you. Our ability to grow is directly tied to our willingness to serve Foundation Church. Our ability, this is so true, and we got to understand this. Our ability to grow is directly tied to our willingness to serve, that we would create a contagious volunteer culture that, man, I get to serve. Where are you serving? That if you're not serving, you kind of feel like the odd man out, um, but that it's something that you get, that I get to do. And we're not just talking about children's ministry. We're talking about AV. We're talking about worship team. We're talking about greeters. We're talking about every aspect that we build a contagious volunteer culture. Number four, that we reach 1,200 people in attendance. That we reach 1,200 people in attendance. Second service, you're going, where are we going to put these 1,200 people, right? You should be in our first or our third service. we got plenty of room. Right now, we're running about 700 people. And you know what? We've got room in our first and our third service. Some of you, I'm going to ask that you would start coming to our first and our third service. But can I tell you, this doesn't happen by accident. This doesn't happen by your pastor being the crazy monkey boy up here and be like, just clapping my hands and saying ding, 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 and be like, you got to come watch him because he just, he's funny, he's clapping, he's this crazy. No, 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 no. This happens because we are purposeful and passionate about being the found that finds. We are purposeful and passionate about reaching the lost. It's not about stealing other church people, okay, Foundation Church. It's about, re there are 
tens of thousands of millions of people that don't go to church anywhere on Sunday morning. Foundation Church. We're called to be the found the find. We're called to be purposeful and passionate about this. And man, that's only 500 more people than what we're running in the next two years. This is a doable thing, Foundation Church. This should get you fired up and excited because we're going, okay, it's go time. It's go time, FC. I am like loving this because this is something we feel very passionate, very purposeful about. The next thing is this. We want to create a culture of generosity that I believe followers of Christ are called to be the most generous people and not the stingiest people. That when you leave this place and you go to that restaurant, that people are actually glad that people from Foundation Church are, are at their restaurant and they're getting waited on because you don't leave them a church invite card for their tip. This will change your life. Shut up. I'm going to leave you something better than money, an invitation to my church. Right? No, they're not going to come. Um, but that we're generous, that we create a culture of generosity. Number six, that our local outreach would grow, right? That, that what we do in here doesn't just stay here, but it goes out here. That our Lunch Buddies ministry would grow over here at Key Elementary, mentoring young elementary school. That our, our Box Out Hunger would grow that other ministries would be birthed and our local outreach from Foundation Church would grow, that it would explode out of this place. And the seventh one is this, that we would find a new building, right? So you're like, oh, you're talking about this. So when's the announcement? I don't have an announcement. Here's what I will tell you though. We're outgrowing this building. I don't know if you were here Christmas Eve service, but it was packed. Um, we will have two services next year, not just one. Um, but I, I want to let you know, we're aggressively as a leadership team looking at a new building because we have an awesome problem. There's good problems and there's bad problems. This is a good problem. We have outgrown this building. And some of you are like, and you want to add 1,200 people to it? Oh, I'll go to six services if that's what it takes, and I will preach every stinking one. Um, there won't be a screen up there. I may need like some hot tea and stuff, but I will be here, baby. Um, <clears throat> But we understand if we're going to long-term be the church God's calling us to be and continue to reach and grow, we've outgrown this building. And how many of you here, this kind of, I told you, how many of you here, you were here when we went from the school to this building? Just raise your hand. Can we do this? Can you actually stand up? I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. Just stand up. If you were from that building to here, look at this. Look, I mean, look at this. How awesome, and thank you guys, how awesome is that, right? That there's been that much growth that has happened since we left a school and came to a building. And I got to tell you, this building's central, but it's not real visible. There is something that God is doing. There's a move of God that is happening that if we will just get behind the vision and goal that God has given us, man, it will explode. And here's what I would say today is that some of us are going to hear this and we're going to say, well, that sounds a little aggressive, Graves, right? Like, I go from Pastor Justin to Graves when I start saying stuff that people don't agree with. I, 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 Graves, um, that, sounds, that sounds like, why don't you kind of dial it down a little bit? Because here's why. Because just okay isn't okay, right? Because building a church that I'm capable of isn't what God's calling us to. Building a church that you are capable of doing on your own 
is not what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to build his church. And here's what he said. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will build something so powerful and so strong that nothing can stop it. And Foundation Church, I truly believe that's where God is calling us. So how do we accomplish these seven things? How do we see these seven things become a reality? Because I hate this. I hate this. I'm going to start with New Year's resolutions, and we say it, and we never revisit it, right? Or churches are like, man, we've got this vision, but we never revisit it. How do we do this? How do we step it out? How does it not just become goals and dreams, but the vision becomes a reality? The first way is this. We stay focused instead of chasing squirrels. We stay focused instead of chasing squirrels. Here's the deal. I know the contradiction of that point that I am saying right now. I know the hypocrite that I am for saying that right now. Some of you are like, really? You're going to talk about being focused today? Really? Um, I'm going to talk about being focused today. Uh, I, I really believe that, that God is just speaking to me about Foundation Church. It's time for us to focus. We, we know our values. We know that we are a place where the lost are going to become found, that growing equals changing, that found people find people, that we're better together, that save people serve people. We, we, we know this. We know that we exist to make Jesus famous in all that we do. We know that. And, and like I said earlier, it's been a year of preparation. Now it's time to focus on these seven things that God has given us to do and do it. And we can't do that if we get caught up chasing what other, God is calling other ministries to do, hear me, Foundation Church, other churches are not our competition. Let, let me say that again. Foundation Church, other churches are not our competition. Well, this is not a church where we badmouth other churches. Man, we're celebrating what God is doing in all the other churches around this community. And thank God, because we can't reach everyone, so it's going to take all of us doing our part. But we're going to do what God is calling us to do, not what he's calling other churches to do. And we have a vision, and we have a goal, and it is time for us to focus, which means to pay attention to or concentrate, which is going to be really hard for your pastor to do right? But this is what God is, man, we're going to focus on what God is calling us to do. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 25 through 27 says this, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet, stay on the safe path, and don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Don't get Sidetracked. I don't know if you've ever seen people, you've done this, you text and walk, right? Like you're texting and walking and uh, you, you thought that door was a sliding glass door and it wasn't and you went, fa I mean, you just smashed it. Um, if you haven't Googled or YouTube videos of people texting and walking and crashing, it is awesome. Um, there's one of this girl texting in a mall and she totally just falls in a fountain. Um, it is fantastic. Um, and, and, and here's a crazy thing. I just started researching this. Over the last decade, over 11,000 injuries occurred because of walking and texting. 11,000 injuries, okay? So 78% of Americans believe distracted walking is a serious issue, but only 29% of us own up to doing it, right? We know it's something we probably shouldn't do. 
Um, just go to any high school, mid-high campus, and they're just doing this. In 2012, Fort Lee, New Jersey, banned walking and texting. If you get caught walking and texting, it is an $85 fine. <clears throat> this is when it's even better. In London, England, they have padded lampposts <laughs> and more high-trafficked areas to help people avoid injury from walking and texting. Like there are padded lampposts. That is fantastic, right? And why would governments, why would cultures do this? Because they understand this. When you're distracted, it's a dangerous place for you to be. And for a church, when we get distracted, can I tell you, all Satan needs to do is distract us. And he's accomplished what he needs to do. He just needs to get us complacent and chasing things that don't matter. And all that has to happen is he distracts us and he makes us ineffective. Because a distracted church isn't a dangerous church. But one that is focused and one that knows where they're going and one that knows the vision and the goal and the dream, man, when all of this happens and we, the church, not a building, but us, the church, all of us together start moving and start going after the same thing, it becomes crazy, dangerous, and effective, and amazing things happen, and this becomes the place people can't wait to go, and we can't build big enough buildings. Why? Because everybody is moving in the same thing, going after the same goal going after the same dream because we're not distracted. Well, Justin, we won't get distracted. Oh, oh, it would never, it would never happen to us. Can I tell you, it can happen to anyone. I've seen plenty of churches that were once, and we could sit here and name them. Plenty of churches, plenty of pastors. But man, they were, they were killing it. They were doing awesome things for so long. And then somewhere, some way, Something happened, and they forgot their vision, and they forgot their dream, and they forgot their goal, and they forgot what was really important. In fact, in this, in this building, this wasn't always Foundations Church. This was known as Bethany Lutheran Church. And back in the day, man, they ran over 600 people. I mean, this was a thriving church. And yet, when they came to us to buy this building, it had dwindled down to about 25 older couples they could no longer afford to even keep this building. There was no kids. There was no next generation. There was no teenagers. What happened? They got distracted. In fact, when we, when we drove up here, there was this that I asked if we could keep, right? And when I pulled up, I said, that sign says everything. Is that this is a place for only insiders, this is a place where you can only park and you can only be at if you're a member. Didn't start out that way. They didn't probably start off with the intention of buying a $500,000 pipe organ instead of putting a youth pastor on staff, you know. Um, but nonetheless, that's what they did. And then they asked if we wanted the pipe organ. I'm like, we're not doing Phantom of the Opera here. We're good. You know, I'm like, <laughs> don't know what we would choose it for. The you know, I'm just like, what do we, what do we do? Say you love me. I mean, I'm just like, what are we going to do with that? Like, Shannon's up there like, dun, dun, dun. You know, I'm like, <laughs> we make a mirror. I just, just kind of misses its power there. Right? How, how did they get there? How did they get there? Simple. They got distracted. And if it can happen to them, it can happen to us. We can't get sidetracked. We got to understand. Hear me. 
as a church, this is huge for us to get as a church that we understand where God is calling us to be. So how do we not get sidetracked? How do we stay focused? We understand this is that it's got to be about owners instead of members. It's got to be about foundations, churches full of owners instead of members. When I go to my gym at Sky, if there's something broken, I will tell somebody in charge, hey, this is broken, it needs to be fixed. If there's not clean towels, I'll say, hey, man, we need some towels, um, and somebody will go and do that for me. Now, if I go to my house, and there are not clean towels, and I go up to Casey and say, hey, Casey, there's not clean towels, I need you to do something about this. This is what's going to happen. I do not work for you, Justin. Um, that's what happens. I am not your employee. Okay. Who claps like that, right? Like, I understand. <laughs> Loud and clear. Why? Because I have responsibility because I own the house. There, there's a difference. And, and it's about us understanding we got to own what God is doing here. We got to own the different ministries and what it takes to do all that God is calling us to do. Not just to come in and expect 20% of the people to do 80% of the work, but we got to flip that switch. There's got to be, what would happen if 80% of us are doing and going after these goals? What would happen? It means that we're not a country club and we're not a gym membership. We're the church that Jesus Christ is calling us to be. And we're being owners of what God is doing instead of just walking in, expecting somebody to fix this and expecting somebody to do that. Man, we're owning what God is doing and what he is wanting to do in this place. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. This only happens when when we have the mind of Christ. Only happens when we have the mind of Christ. The second way this happens is this. It, we understand it's about we, not me. We understand it's about we, not me. What I mean by that is this is not the Justin and Casey Graves show. Right? It can't be. It's not the Shannon Dalrymple show. It can't be. Wednesday nights is for our teenagers. It's not the Michael and Aubrey Ballard show can't be. It's got to be about we. When we went and put those playgrounds together last month, there was this, um, this swinging bridge that kids walk across, right? And you kind of bounce on. And I never put a playground together, much less that. And we went to lift that thing up. And man, it, was, it had to weigh at least 1,000 pounds. And I'm not exaggerating this time. I understand I said we had to dig the poles 20 feet deep instead of 20 inches. I'm telling you, this thing had to weigh around 1,000 pounds, right? And some of us tried to lift it, and there was no way. Um, and so we had to get our whole team there, about 10 of us in all, and five of us on each side. And we picked that thing, and it was heavy, and it was hard to move. But because we were all in it together, um, we got that thing connected. We got that thing done. But it took all of us. When we all work together, how happy we will be, right? It takes us working together. Not just some of us, but all of us. And so what does that mean for us? It means this, is that Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 12 says this. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. To equip God's people to do God's work. You are called to do God's work. You are called 
to do ministry. There is a calling in your life. Now, hear me. If you hate kids, you do not have a calling to children's ministry, right? Like, if kids cry every time you look at them, we don't want you in the nursery. I'm just being honest. Like, give me that baby. You're so No, um, we understand. If you just yell at teenagers, we don't want you there on Wednesday nights. You need to go to counseling and have a break. Um, you know, have a little Twix and a Kit Kat and just kind of relax. We get it. But there is a role for every single one of us to play here. There's something that every single one of us can do, that we get to do, and we have to understand that we're equipped. God is calling us to do ministry right here. So that means this, is that some of us, we're called to be the found, the fine people. Not some of us, all of us. We're called to be passionate and purposeful about being the found, the fine. There are some people here that do this fantastic. I can think of the Hayes. They are awesome at being found people that find people. I mean, they just ooze invitations everywhere they go. I think of the Lockneys, man. Aaron and Chelsea, they just do a great job of inviting people and finding people and bringing them to them, uh, bringing them to a church where they can find community. I think of the Bowmans that are great at this, the Ragsdales that are great at this, that they, we've just got different people and different, but, but here's the deal. It's not enough for just some of us to be doing it. What happens when all of us do this? When there's several Hazes and there's several Bowmans and there's several Lockneys and God is just multiplying the effect that we have of being found people that are finding people. Once again, it's not about a number. It's about souls. It's about people. It's about stories being changed. It's about people finding a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is huge because it has eternal consequences. This is who God is calling us to be. And it's not just some of us doing it. It is about we, not just me. Second thing is this, is that we're being people that are growing and serving. What is your role to play here at Foundation Church? What's your role? How how do you need to grow? How do you need to keep changing? God wants us to keep changing and keep growing. God wants us to serve. And I'm just being honest. The, the Halls, Adam and Faith Hall, awesome couple. They're here almost every week. Serve, she serves in the kids' ministry, and he serves in AV. Just serving, doing whatever needs to be done. Jarrett Hartwick's another person. Just serving. He works at ORU. He's super busy with athletics, and yet he finds time to serve in a local church when he has every reason to say, you know what? I work at a Christian college. I'm at chapel. I'm investing in the college-age students. You know, I can totally check my box. I'm doing all, but, but he finds a reason and a place that he can actually, he leads a connect group. He's finding ways and avenues where he can serve. I think of John and Carla Odom, who, you know, are, are in our older connect group, and they're probably, I'm going to say, in their 50s. I don't know if that's where you're at, but I know you may not be in your 60s, so we're going to start in your 50s. Um, but they're awesome at serving at the AV team. And you, some of us, we just, well, I just don't know what I could do. Just ask. Man, just sign up. It may be starting a coyote club. I have no clue, but let's go for it. I don't even know what that is, but let's go for it, right? Like, let's do it. I have no idea what it just said, but let's do it anyways, right? That you're willing to serve, that there's a place for you to serve. And the third thing is this, is that we are leading ministries. We're actually leading ministries. That, that we have people that are stepping up 
like a Joel LaCourse who's leading our FC men. That, that I don't have to, I, I can't do FC men and do it like it needs to be done. But Joel has a calling on his life and he understands and so he's stepping into that. A Scotty Montoya, who Casey can't do all of FC women, but Scotty's like, hey, let me come aside alongside you and help and lead and I can do some things and I can lead in ministry here and there. Brian and Sandra Claire who are leading our box out hunger and doing a fantastic job. This wasn't something that God sparked in me. It's something that God sparked in Brian and Sandra Claire and they said, you know what? We want to do this outreach and we want to lead it. Can we do it? Absolutely. There's a calling that God has on your life on my life, and how do we accomplish this? We understand it's about owners instead of members, and it's about we instead of me. Because when the church moves, man, when we understand the dream and the vision and the goal, man, it is powerful. Here's what the Bible says, and I close with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Paul says this to the church, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no division in the church. Rather, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. United in thought and purpose. And that is my goal today. Man, I have prayed over this message and I could preach it blindfolded. That we would be united in thought and purpose. Not just some of us, but we all would be united in thought and purpose. That we wouldn't get critical about church, cynical about church, but we would be united in thought and purpose. God is doing something within this church. We understand it. Now let's focus on it, and let's go after what God has for us, Foundation Church. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for today. God, I ask right now that in this place, you would move in our hearts and our understanding, and that, God, we wouldn't just be okay with okay, because just okay isn't okay. Lord, you didn't call us to just be an okay church, but you've called us to be your church, accomplishing things that are way bigger than us. They're way beyond us. But Lord, that we're willing and we're daring and we're courageous to run after. And so God, I pray today that you would let us understand that we each have a part. We each have a part. We each have a role. And how powerful your church is, the body of Christ is, when we're all moving with the same vision, with the same goals, with the same purpose, united in thought and purpose. And so, God, I pray today that you would speak to our hearts, you would speak to our minds, and that you would do immeasurably and above and beyond what we could ever imagine or think. It's in Jesus' name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed today. If you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here. And I, I've never accepted Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance to change that. Today, if, if you're here and you say, you know what? I, where I'm at in my relationship with Jesus Christ isn't where I should be. And today, I just need to recommit my life to him. And there's a change that needs to happen. You're talking about changing. I, I, I need to change. There's a change that I 
need to make today. If that's you, when I count to three, I'm just going to invite you to raise your hand and we're going to lead you in a prayer to change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, I see your hand. I see your hand. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands that are lifted. You say, Justin, that is me today. And there is a change that needs to happen in my life. And you would join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. Yeah, I see you. Is there anyone else? You join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further. Yep. Is there anyone else? You join these four hands that are lifted. You say, Justin, that's me. That's me. Anyone else before we go any further? Man, only you can make this choice for you. Is there anyone else before we go any further? You join these four hands that are lifted. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess that I've sinned that I've messed up and where I am isn't where I should be. But I ask for your forgiveness. I turn from the life that I was living and I repent of it. And I turn to you, God, and I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm gonna live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.